Welcome to Declaration Life. I'm your host, Christabel Braden. I'm a survivor of traumatic brain injury and a singer-songwriter, and I just love sharing hope and joy and encouragement and life, and that's what this podcast is all about, living with intention. Today, I'm joined by Sherry Jones of Sherry Speaks Life. She is an inspirational speaker, author, podcast host, and the CEO of Sherry Speaks Life. Her book is called Speak Life Moments. And today we're going to have an encouraging conversation about speaking life, but not only speaking life over yourself, but speaking life over other people, how to do that, but also how to apply it practically to your life and learn how to step out on faith. Thank you so much for listening and let's get started. So I'm not giving up. Live a declaration life. Declare your purpose. Declare your place. Declare your work. I want to take a minute and let you know about our Facebook community group. You can join us on Declaration Life Community on Facebook. It is a group of women to share prayer requests, encouragement, and just cheer each other on through life in living a declaration life and would love to have you be a part of it. You can find it at facebook.com slash groups slash Declaration Life. All right, it's that time again for the Declaration segment. Every episode, we start out with a declaration that you can declare over your life and over your heart today. We want to be telling ourselves the right things, and we want to be declaring truth over the lies, and we want to be declaring hope over the hopelessness, and we want to be declaring life over ourselves. Today's declaration is, I am capable of speaking life, and I am capable of of stepping out in faith. I'll say that again. I am capable of speaking life and I'm capable of stepping out in faith. If you're anything like me, there is a part inside that you doubt yourself. And it's not always conscious, but there can be these subconscious thought patterns that just get to you. It can be something as simple as, I have too much work today. I'm never going to get it all done, which was me this morning, (laughs) feeling like I had so much on my plate that I couldn't even get that done, you know, and um, it can happen in the little things in life and that can bleed out into the bigger things in life. But when it comes to speaking life over yourself, today, in today's conversation, Sherry is going to talk a lot about that, and we're going to dive deep into what that means. I cannot wait to share this conversation with you, but I wanted to start out with a declaration saying, I'm capable of speaking life, because we're going to break it down for you in the interview, but there is a part of us that might feel like we're not capable of thinking better of ourselves, or we're not capable of speaking life over ourselves. And that starts to make us feel like we're never going to improve and our life's never going to change. And then we just get into this cycle of feeling like we're not even able to. And the second part, I'm capable of stepping out in faith. That's because there is a direct correlation between speaking life and stepping out. Speaking life is what enables you to step out and take that risk to do what God calls you to do in life, whether it's to 
call up a friend and encourage them, whether it's to do something big like go back to school or start your own business or, you know, follow your dream, follow your passion or something like writing a song or painting a painting, something that takes creative vulnerability. All of those are things that take stepping out. But we're never going to feel like we can step out if we're not speaking life over ourselves. And we have to recognize that God has given us the capability to be able to speak life. And he's given us his word. And the word of God is able to speak over us what we are not able to speak over ourselves. The word of God is able to be the truth in front of us when we're not capable of coming up with it on our own. Because we're not meant to do this on our own. We're not meant to do life on our own. When Jesus says, if, you're, if you are my disciples, you will follow me and you'll come after me and take up your cross and follow me in Luke 9. We're meant to be followers of Christ. We're not meant to be lone rangers. We're meant to be in fellowship. We're meant to connect. We're meant to connect with our creator and we're meant to connect with the people around us. And we're meant to know that we don't have to do it on our own and we don't have to doubt ourselves and we don't have to speak negativity over ourselves when our creator is singing songs over us. We don't have to speak negative things or feel like we're not enough or we're not capable. Even the example I gave earlier, I'm never going to get all this work done today. That's you speaking over yourself or me talking to myself. That's me speaking over myself saying, I can't do this. And then when you think you can't do it, you probably can't because you're just in a negative mindset and that just starts to seep in through everywhere. Instead, starting the day with worship, starting the day with the word, starting the day with saying, my creator sings love over me. My creator has has made me and he's created me capable of doing what is put in front of me through the power of the Holy Spirit. We're not meant to be capable for things on our own, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And the power of the Holy Spirit enables me to do things that I could never do. Even things as simple as your work today. God cares about the details. He cares about your work. He cares about the little tiny parts of us that we aren't even aware of ourselves. The word of God says that he numbers the hairs on our head. He cares about you in that great detail that he literally cares about every hair on your head. And he numbers them. So all of us, our hair falls out all the time, especially if you're a girl and you have long hair. You know, there'll be times you find random hairs on your shirt or in the shower drain. You got to snake the drain or on your scrunchies. You know, I'll find like pieces of hair on my scrunchie. And God numbers those hairs that fall off on your scrunchie. Okay, that is how much your creator cares about you. And that's how much he wants to be involved in your life. So all that to say You're capable of speaking life and you're capable of stepping out in faith. Don't doubt what God has said that you are capable of. Don't doubt the word of God when it says that you are loved and nothing separates you from the love of Christ and that you're empowered through the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. 
Proverbs 16.9, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. He is the one establishing your every step. So when you step out on faith, the Lord is there to be the firm foundation to establish each step that you take. And when you walk in the Spirit, you live by the Spirit, and you are enabled to do more than you could ever possibly imagine. So no, with Christ, you can do all things. You are capable of speaking life and stepping out in faith. And declare that over yourself today. Declare it. Thank you guys for listening. And we're going to go ahead and move into this conversation. I hope that it encourages you and that you are empowered after this episode, especially this week to speak life and step out. Sherry, welcome to Declaration Life Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for coming. I love the message that you have to share. Sherry Speaks Life. That's what your Instagram is called, right? Sherry Speaks Life. Yes. And you have a podcast about speaking life. For everyone who's been listening to Declaration Life Podcast, you know that that's what this show has been all about. So when I saw about you and I saw your message you had to share, I could not wait to connect with you. So can you share a little bit about yourself? Yes. So I'm Sherry Jones. I am an author, um, inspirational speaker, and also podcast host, as, as you mentioned. I have two books. My first book is a Christian fiction novel. And it is titled Trouble Don't Last Always. And actually, it took me 10 years to put that first book out because (laughs) I was procrastinating and I was afraid. Um, What if nobody read it? What if it wasn't any good? And I had to speak life to myself through that process. And then uh, my latest book is called Speak Life Moments, A Transformational Journey. And in that book, I really dive deep into 21 moments in my life. It's a 21-day devotional, 21 moments in my life that taught me how to speak life. Um, I'm very transparent. I'm very raw, very open um, in that book. And it's the point is to help people to understand the importance of their words and how what you say impacts every aspect of your life. And that sometimes it's easier for us to speak life to other people and not ourselves, but we're the most important people to speak life to. And so um, that's the book. As far as with my Instagram and my Facebook, I go live on Monday nights at 9 p.m. And I have a show called the Speak Life Moment Show. And I come on and just share some nuggets of information, inspiration, whatever inspired me during that week. And it's an interesting story of how that page started. Um, Just to tell you, I'll give you the condensed version. So um, I went to a track meet with my son. And there was a young lady on the track. Everybody had lapped in front of her. So she was the last person on the track and she had two laps to go. And so everybody was kind of cheering her on. And there was a mother beside me. And she was like, I wouldn't let her do that. And I was like, wouldn't let her do what? Like, she needs to finish this race. And so once she finished, her teammates were all excited. And so I was so inspired by 
this young runner, but I started looking at it from a spiritual perspective. And the fact that just like everybody was cheering her on, God is on the sidelines cheering us on as we go through this race called life. So I was excited about that message and I ran home and I wanted to put it on Facebook, but it was just too much to type. So I said, I'll do a little video. I did a quick video. I posted it and people actually started liking it. And I got maybe about 100 views, you know, not a whole lot, but it was exciting for me. So then I started doing inspirational messages every Sunday. Then I decided, okay, I need to separate my personal from these messages. And that's how I started Sherry Speaks Life. First, it was going to be Sherry Speaks, but then I was like, but what am I speaking? I'm speaking life. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm not just Sherry Speaks, I'm speaking something. So that's how I started the page Sherry Speaks Life. And um, that's how that platform started. And it's been about four years since I started that platform and doing those videos. And I really love sharing um, those inspirational messages with people. And then with the podcast, um, the podcast is definitely also a God thing. It just started this year um, and it is called We Are the Church um, with Sherry Jones. And everything kind of lines in or, or interlinks with me. What started the podcast was a message that I did on one of those Sherry Speaks Life moments. It was the Sunday after the church just shut down for COVID. And um that Monday, I did a message and I called it, We Are the Church. And I was excited about how the churches were stepping out of their comfort zone and actually going onto social media. Churches that had never been on social media before, pastors that didn't know anything about going live were taking that extra step to spread the gospel. And so that's what was my message. That was that Monday night. So Wednesday morning, I really couldn't sleep. I was kind of like just tossing and turning And the Lord was speaking to me and people had been telling me I should do a podcast. I had even downloaded the hosting app, but I had done nothing with it. And he said, that's the name of your podcast. We are the church. And I was like, okay. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what a podcast meant, but I ran with it. And um, it's been six months now that I've been doing the podcast. So Everything I can say that I do is God inspired. And sometimes I start things and I don't know where the journey is going, but I just follow God's lead as he directs my path. I love that. We don't always know where it's going, you know, and what you just said reminded me of Proverbs 3, 5 Mm -hmm. and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight and when we acknowledge him in everything we do, that's what he does. Yes. <laughs> he leads us down the path. And I love what you said about Sherry Speaks Life. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just Sherry Speaks, because yeah, what are you speaking, right? That's similar to declaration life. You know, what am I what are we declaring here? Right. We're declaring life. We're declaring truth and hope and the things that matter. So Let's dive into what it really means to speak life. So to you, what does speaking like life mean? Why is it important to speak life? Right. Well, my motto is the power of life and death is in the tongue. Choose life. Because I feel that speaking life is a choice. It's something that we must choose to do every day. And what speaking life means to me is encouraging yourself. 
seeing yourself through the eyes of God, not through the eyes of man and not even through your eyes and being able to speak to that. So when negative things come in your life, you're being bombarded uh, by negative thoughts about yourself, the things that you're going on and that's going on in your life. You know, we got COVID, we got people that are unemployed, we got all this stuff going on to be able to stay positive and still speak life despite what your life looks like. Because speaking life is not dictated by your circumstances. It's dictated by what's inside of you. And um, the Holy Spirit speaks life to us daily if we listen. He is speaking life to us all the time. And he's telling us who we are because sometimes we don't know who we are. We're looking, um, as I said, we're looking at ourselves through man's eyes. We're looking in the mirror and we're picking out all of our flaws and we're saying, oh, my nose too big, my eyes too close together, I'm too short, I'm too tall, I'm too fat, I'm too, all this stuff. But when God sees us, he sees a beautiful creation. He made us fearfully and wonderfully. And I like to um, break that down. I'm, I'm a word girl. So I thought about that scripture. We're wonderfully and fearfully made. What does that mean? And wonderfully means to create something in a way that you delight in. So that means when God created us, he created us a way that he delighted in. He delights in his creation. And then fearfully means with reverence. So that means he didn't just throw you together all willy-nilly. He reverenced and took his time and shaped you and molded you and knitted you perfectly. So to speak life to yourself means that you're looking at yourself as God sees you and that you're able to take that feeling, you're able to take that understanding and apply it to every aspect of your life. I love that. And that application part that you said at the end, mm -hmm. that's key because mm -hmm. we can speak life or say anything we want to say, but unless we apply it in our hearts and, in, mm -hmm. and apply it in our lives and in our behavior, that's when it really makes a difference. And yes. I love how you said the Holy Spirit is always speaking life over us. Mm -hmm. He is. And God is the source of all life. Yes. And he's the one that, like you said, created us. And that's amazing. So that application piece how do you get from speaking life to really applying it and, and living it out? What I would say is when you have a negative thought or a negative feeling, you have to stop it in its tracks. So I like to give the example Sometimes we spiral with our negative thoughts. So it may start out with, oh, I'm having a bad hair day. Then the next thing you're saying, oh, I hate my hair. Then the next thing you're saying, oh, my hair makes me look so ugly. Then the next thing you're saying is, oh, I'm so ugly. I'm unlovable. Then the next thing you're saying, I don't even want to be here because nobody loves me. And so what you have to do is when you first say, I'm having a bad hair day, 
No, flip it around. My hair is beautiful. It may not be doing what I want it to do right now, but it's not bad and I'm not having a bad hair day. So by taking those moments, even something as simple as your hair and flipping them and transforming, transforming them into something positive, that's how you can apply the concept of speaking life on a consistent basis. I love that. That's such a great explanation too, because it is so easy for those thoughts and those thought patterns that we get into to just live there in our heart. And especially as women and the way that we view ourselves and especially in the culture of social media, we always feel like we should be doing more, you yes. know, even as, even in ministry, as ministry people like you and I mm -hmm. on our social medias, there's, there's this, there's this pressure, like we should be posting more or we should be doing this kind of video. We should be doing that. And even under the best intentions of, you know, I want to share hope and I want to encourage people in the Lord, you can start to feel like you're not enough or you're not doing enough. Exactly. And I love how you explained, yes, we need to stop it in its tracks right away mm -hmm. and look at ourselves the way that God looks at us and the way that he perceives us. Right. And, and we, as you said, like we're enough. Uh, a lot of times we don't feel like we're enough, but what we have to realize is whatever gifts and talents God gave us, he's already given us everything that we need to do everything that we want to do. So if I want to start a business, I don't need to be afraid to start that business. God has already, if he gave me the idea to start the business, then he's going to direct me to the people that are going to help me. He's already given me the knowledge that I need to start that business. I just need to step out and do it. Yes. If he called me to, you know, to write a book, I don't need to be afraid. I don't write that good or I don't, you know, like, um, you know, you got characters in the Bible, like Moses that always had all these excuses why they can't do this and why they can't do that. And, and that's what we do. We give God all these excuses. Well, you know what he's telling you to do, but no, God, I'm too young. No, God, I'm too old. No, God, I don't know enough. No, God, I don't have a degree. He didn't ask you any of that. He didn't ask you how old you were. He didn't ask you if you had a degree. He didn't ask you none of that. What he asked you to do was do what he said. And so if he gives you the directive, he's already given you everything you need to fulfill that directive. But a lot of times we don't feel good enough. And it stems from, it could stem all the way back to our childhood. Something that someone said to us when we were five can still affect us at 50, can still affect us at 20, 30. And what we have to do is unlearn all of those things that we learned that were negative about ourselves when we were little. Someone telling you, oh, you're just like your mom. You're just like your dad. You're not, going, you're not smart. You're not going to graduate. You can't do that. You have to reverse all of those thoughts and say, I can do it. I am smart. I can get this degree. 
I can do whatever God has called me to do. And so that's how we realize that we are enough and we were already created with everything that we needed. So good. That just spoke to me so deep too. I'm like here, like trying to contain myself and not like be too loud while you're talking on the recording. But yeah, I feel that that's so accurate and just so much truth in there. When God calls you to something, we need to stop second guessing what he's called us to do. And God is so patient and so gracious with us. He'll send us sign after sign after sign, confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. And and I was just thinking about that earlier this week, how there are so many times that God will tell us something, do this, or, you know, he'll, he'll put this, this burning something mm-hmm. in our heart. Mm-hmm. And then we reason and logic our way out of it. Yes. And then he sends a sign and then we go, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe I should do that. But then we reason and logic our way out of it and say, no, 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 I can't do that. Then he sends another sign. And how beautiful that our father loves us so much to send sign after sign, dozens and dozens of signs so that we get the message and we get the confirmation that we need. Like, yeah, it's okay. Step out on faith. You can do this. But he wants to make sure that we know that you know, even if we're stepping beyond our comfort zone, we're never stepping out of his presence. Mm. So that place beyond our comfort zone is still right in his presence. We might not understand that or be able to comprehend that, but as we step out, he's right with us. Exactly. He is. And, And another thing, when you were saying that, it made me think about the saying, they say that delayed obedience is still disobedience. So if he's telling you to do something, but you're keep reasoning and delaying and delaying and delaying and delaying, you're being disobedient. But we don't like to see it that way. We just want to see that. Well, I just want to wait for the right time. You know, it got to be the right time. It has to be perfect. I have to have, you know, all my T's crossed and my I's dotted and it got to be this and that. No, God doesn't need for it to be perfect. It's just like when we seek salvation, he receives us right where we are. He doesn't wait for us to be perfect to offer us his grace and his salvation. So we don't have to wait until things are perfect and lined up in order for us to do what he's called us to do. Now, I'm not saying your listeners don't say what Sherry said. I'm supposed to just run out there and do it. No, that's not not what I'm saying. There's also wisdom. Yes, walk in wisdom. You still have to, you know, have yourself, you know, lined up, but go ahead and make those steps. You, It doesn't have to be perfect for you to take that first step. You know, if you, like I said, with the example with the business, you know, God's giving you an idea for a business. I'm not saying just run out there and start the business and you don't know anything about business licenses. You don't know anything about all of that, but take a class. It, it doesn't take anything for just to make that first step or contact a friend that started a business and say, Hey, I'm thinking about starting a business. What advice would you give me? That's taking that first step. And that's what we need to do. And that's such a good point. Like not to just go out there, you know, I want to say like willy nilly and willy just like, oh, that, oh, yeah. what I was going to really? I know that was in my head too. Um, yeah. Just going out there willy nilly, like doing whatever, wherever, like God told me to do this. So I'm doing it. It's like, 
there is an aspect of faith and trusting Mm -hmm. him, but then there's also, like you said, wisdom and training. And the first step, I love what you said about how it might not be starting the business. The first step might be classes or talking to somebody about it or following a progression that God will put in front of you. Exactly. Because one of the things that I'm learning about being in seminary classes and going through this journey is that God is so much more interested in the journey than he is in the destination. So when he's calling you to do something, for example, calling me to get my master's degree in in ministry, it's not about the piece of paper. It's not about the degree. It's about what am I learning in each day with God in these classes and having the opportunity to study scripture on a deeper level. That's what's growing my character. That's what's growing me. That is what is shaping me into the person that God is calling me to be. That's what's going to make me a better preacher and a better writer. It's those daily times with God and and the discipline to do the research and to read the textbooks and to be there. It's not about getting A's and just passing the class, or it's not about just getting a degree. It's God is so much more interested in the journey with us. Mm-hmm. And so if he's calling you to do something, go on the journey with him. Don't mm-hmm. rush yourself yeah. to the destination, you know? Yeah. Yeah. T- take the time. Like you said, it's it's a journey. It's a day-by-day process. And everything is not going to happen quick, fast, in a hurry. And And you have to have the patience to go through the process, to go through the journey. And then another piece of that is going through that journey is what's going to give you that testimony. And that testimony is not for you. It could be for someone else that needs to know that they can go through the journey too, because you went through it so they could do it too. And so we have to understand that the tests and the trials that we go through all have a purpose. So even, you know, with your example with school, um, you know, you may have some nights where you just like, oh, I can't get this. Or, you know, you're stressing <laughs> about the classes and or the teacher or what have you. But all of that, as you said, is is um, making you stronger. It's giving you that wisdom. It's building you. And so when you come out and you get that degree and then that person that's coming behind you is looking at you like, oh, she got it together. You can say, no, I I had a tough time in school or this is what I experienced in school, but you can do it too. I went through it and you can do it too. So um, we have to, I did a message recently about taking the bad with the good. Because a lot of times we want to focus on the good. We want to focus on the blessings of God. And that is wonderful. He gives us great blessings. Just waking us up this morning is a blessing. But sometimes we have to go through the bad. Sometimes we have to go through the tough times to grow. And sometimes the growth would not happen unless we went through the tough times. Because if we had everything that we needed all the time and we never went through any problems, half of us probably wouldn't even pray. We wouldn't even seek God for anything because we'd feel like we were doing everything in our own strength. But when we are faced with those difficult situations, then that's when we realize, hey, I need somebody. I need the Lord. And so there's purpose in everything. Yeah. And I love how you were talking about the testimony aspect because that goes into speaking life too, but that's speaking life for others. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's speaking life over ourselves, but then there's also speaking life for other people. 
You want to talk a little bit about both of those or yes. that, uh, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That aspect. Yeah. You, it, they go hand in hand because you have to speak life to yourself in order to build your esteem and art and to build your confidence so that you will be capable of speaking life into someone else. Um, example of speaking life into someone else is with our children. A lot of times, um, sometimes our children, they're going through things that we never imagined when we were young. And it takes us having patience with them, having understanding with them, and being able to speak life to them and, and say, you know, hey, you know, mommy or daddy or auntie, cousin, whoever, I've been there. Or I may not understand exactly what you're going through, but I'm here for you. I'm here to listen. Because part of speaking life, too, is listening believe it or not, because you can't speak unless you listen. Because first you have to listen and have a clear understanding of what that person's need is. Then you can speak life to them. And I had to learn that because um, I'm in Toastmasters. And one of the things they teach us in Toastmasters is having those good listening skills. And I was one of those people, I was ready um, I'll call it like double Dutch. Like, you know how you do the double Dutch and you ready to jump into the ropes. So you're talking and I got my thought in my head and I'm like, okay, okay. I can't wait till she finished so I can jump in and I can add my two cents, but we can't do that. We have to really take the time to listen and really understand where other people are coming from. Then we can take the time to understand it, to comprehend it. And then we can speak life. But again, it starts with taking that time to speak life to yourself so that you have the capability to do it for someone else. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. I love what you said about listening and not jumping in. I think that's something I've learned through conducting interviews on on the podcast this year, Mm -hmm. because when I first started, I was always so nervous about what I was going to say or that I was asking the right questions or, you know, that I'd be able to make sure they were able to say everything that they wanted to and everything they needed to say. And once I got a couple months in, I started to just like realize if I just let go and I let God lead the conversations Mm -hmm. and allow him to speak through what they're going to say, it might turn and take a different direction than Mm -hmm. I might plan ahead of time. And so really being open to allowing him to lead the conversations, but it is, it takes learning to listen and learning to really hear what people have to say. And that also goes for our friendships and Mm -hmm. even people we don't know well, especially people we don't know well, maybe at church, you're talking to someone after or at a coffee shop, or I know with COVID right now, (laughs) there's probably a lot (laughs) less interaction, but Ask questions, let people mm-hmm. speak, listen to them. That's how you can speak life to them because how are you going to know what they need if you're not listening? Exactly. If you don't take the time to listen and make those connections before you, um, particularly sometimes we as Christians, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Sometimes we can be a little judgmental. <gasps> what? Yes, we can. <laughs> and we're ready to jump in and tell somebody how wrong they are and they're doing this and they're doing that. But even if you do need to correct someone, you still need to do it in love. That's another part of speaking life. You can speak life and still make corrections, but you need to build a rapport with someone 
before you just jump in and start making corrections. You need to understand them. You need to understand where they're coming from. You need to understand maybe why they're making the choices that they're making that, you know, may not be right. But if you have an understanding of it, then when you're talking to them about it, you can empathize and be sensitive to what they're going through. And you can really tap into them and help them to understand your side. But if you don't build that rapport and you're just coming from a judgmental thing, pointing fingers and, you know, you're holier than thou super saint, they're not going to receive what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And that goes with compassion. You know, I think about Jesus in the Gospels and when he would meet people that were mm -hmm. sick, they would be visibly sick, but he would always ask, do you want to be healed? He didn't just, mm -hmm. you know, heal people again, willy-nilly, <laughs> you know, he wasn't he really just like... he just going around touching yeah, people. I mean, <laughs> he he kind of did in some respects, but... But, but the yeah. way that Christ interacts with us, he, he knows our needs. He knew every single need of every person that he interacted with in, in the Gospels that we read about. And all the more that we don't read about. Like John said, there's so much more that Christ did on earth that we don't even know. Mm -hmm. But I was always struck by him asking, do you want to be healed? And he does it over and over He'll have a conversation and ask them what they want and what they need, even though he already knows what they need. He right. gives them a chance to ask him and to say it. And that's such a great example on how we can interact with the people around us. You know, mm -hmm. we might know somebody needs encouragement or we might know that they need advice but we also need to be sensitive and ask them and listen and ask them what they're going through. Let's never assume that we know what someone's going through because we're not Christ. <laughs> we don't know. Exactly. <laughs> we don't exactly. really know. We might think we know, but unless you really ask, you're, you're never really going to know. That is true. That is true. And then by asking them, it gives them the opportunity to be open to receive what you're giving them because it, they may need it, but if they don't know that they need it or they don't understand that they need it, then it's all in vain. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to speaking life, what do you think are some roadblocks that stop people from speaking life? I think one roadblock would be perception their perception of themselves, their perception of the people around them. And that all comes from society. A lot of times society, what, um, as you mentioned, like social media, what we think is the right thing that we're supposed to do, what we think are the expectations for us. And we feel like we don't live up to those expert expectations. So we're not worthy to speak life not even to ourselves. We feel unworthy because we're not living up to what we think we're supposed to be living up to. And so it's all about our perception of who we are and whose we are. Then also with the people around us, the, the hindrance to speaking life to the people around us is sometimes, oh, they're gonna think I'm crazy. 
or, oh, you know, they don't want to hear what I have to say. What I have to say is not important. So it all still boils down to that feeling of worthiness. And so I think that's the main hindrance to people speaking life is they don't feel worthy enough to speak life. Yeah. Or they don't think that what they have to say may matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then and because maybe they've been taught that either directly or subconsciously, maybe they've experienced things in their life where they said something and it was important, but nobody listened. That's why it's so important for us to listen to our children, especially because we want to teach them that everything that they have to say is important and worthy to be listened to. Even if they getting on your nerves and they jumping up and down and they, you know, being silly, but still listen because you never know how your reaction to what they're saying and what they're coming to you with is going to affect their self-esteem. And they'll walk away saying, well, mommy and daddy didn't want to listen to me. So I guess what I have to say is not important. Well, mommy and daddy don't want to take the time with me. Auntie doesn't want to take the time with me. And that affects their self-esteem and that can have long-term effects. So something so small as turning your child away when they come to you to ask you a question can have a big impact. That's a really good point. I've never thought about that. I'm also not a mom. So, (laughs) yeah, but yeah, I, I think that's really great. And especially even in thinking about friendships, you know, Mm -hmm. and people around us, you can tell when somebody's not listening, you can tell Mm -hmm. when you're talking and Mm -hmm. they don't really care what you have to say. If they're Mm -hmm. rushing you or they're just, not really listening and it doesn't feel good and you start to internally feel like well maybe what I have to say doesn't matter exactly exactly they're not listening or they're on their device (laughs) (laughs) that's what we do we go have a meal together we're pre-covid we go have a meal together and we're not talking because everybody's on their phone we're so preoccupied with technology. We're so preoccupied with what's on social media, what's on TV, that we're missing so many opportunities to communicate with each other, to just have a good old fashioned conversation. Yeah. And I hope and pray that the art of conversation is not dying, that this next generation understands the importance of their words and that, no matter how much technology you have, you still need to be able to have a conversation with someone because there's so much that can be lost in translation with an email or lost in translation with a text. And we need that human interaction. We need um, that feelings, like you said, of importance and feeling like you're being listened to and feeling like you're being heard. Um, I think a lot of people that, you know, suffer from depression or may even have thoughts of wanting to end their life, that a lot of it boils down to feeling like they're not heard, feeling like no one understands. But if you take the time to have those conversations and you take the time to speak life to each other, then someone could understand. 
And I think that's sad that a lot of people feel lost in this world and they feel like nobody cares. And they may feel like that in a room full of people. They may feel like that in their homes. They may have five or six family members living with them, but they feel like nobody understands them because nobody's listening. And so I think as a society, we need to really um, change that narrative and really take the time and listen to each other so that we can speak life. Yeah, that's great. And I would hope that I feel like even through the whole COVID situation that a lot of more people are video chatting maybe, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's a yeah. great way to connect with people. If you can't in person so much better mm-hmm. than text or even a phone call, phone yeah. calls are better than text, but yeah. you know, <laughs> the technology we have is pretty amazing to be able to mm-hmm. video chat and see somebody online yeah, I was just talking to a friend about that earlier today. Or was it last night? Yeah, last night. And I was saying, you know what? I got this Zoom account. I could be inviting all kinds of people to have video chats with me. But never thought about it. You know, just thinking about it from the aspect of, you know, using it for the podcast or other things like that. Um, but like you said, this technology, we got FaceTime, we got Duo, we got Zoom. We have all these opportunities to still connect with people. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> Such a blessing. Yes, we love Such it. Such a blessing. <laughs> so what is any last words of encouragement or advice to our listeners about speaking life? I would encourage you to make the choice to speak life every day. Speaking life is not a one and done Like, oh, I wake up in the morning and I'm good. I speak life and that's it. It's something that you have to do every day. And so one thing um, that you can do to help you speak life is look in the mirror every day and say, you could say two or three things positive about yourself. Something that you cherish about yourself. And that sets your day up for having good self-esteem, having a positive outlook on life so that um, you can speak life to other people as well. So that would be my advice to the listeners is make speaking life a choice and make speaking life a lifestyle, not just something you do one or two days and that's it. It has to be a lifestyle and it has to be something that you're conscious of. I love that. It is a choice and it's a priority. We have to prioritize Mm -hmm. that. And whatever it takes, if it takes putting a sticky note on your mirror or putting it right next to where you charge your phone. So when you get up in the morning and you look at your phone, there's a sticky note that says speak life, you know, something right there that you can see as a reminder at the places that you look, you know. Or on your faucet mm-hmm. in your bathroom where you're going to go brush your teeth. Like, oh, don't want to forget to speak life today. Mm-hmm. You life. know, whatever it exactly. takes to remind yourself. You can set reminders on phones or if you have like a smartwatch or something, you could have it pop up. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of ways to do that. But I love everything that you shared today, Sherry. Thank you so much for 
for all of this wisdom and encouragement, everyone make sure to check out her podcast, We Are the Church, as well as Sherry Speaks Life on social media. And you can see all her little Speak Life moments and get so much more nuggets of wisdom from Sherry. Thank you so much. I feel like we have a sisterhood in Christ and I hope that we stay in touch for sure. Oh, yes, definitely. I would love that. So um, do you have a website link? Yes, um, they can connect with me on my website, SherrySpeaksLife.com. And on that website, you'll, you can access the podcast. You can learn about my books. Um, you can see some other videos of my speaking engagements. If you would like for me to speak life at your event, just connect with me um, on that website. Or you can also email me. Um, and my email is Sherry at SherrySpeaksLife.com. Love it. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, that's it. That's our show. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Declaration Life. We'd love to connect with you on Instagram at Declaration Life or at ChristabelBraden.com slash Declaration Life. Subscribe and join for new episodes as we explore what it means to live a declaration life.